Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. Hypergrace is manifested in three ways, really. One, in a culturally acceptable reinterpretation of the scriptures. Two, which in turn has led to a laying aside of God's clear teaching of male headship in the home and the church. And three, which in turn has produced so-called accepting evangelicals, where everything to do with the sexual alphabet phenomena is not only left unjudged and untouched in these churches, but is joyfully affirmed. Night Whispers. Habakkuk, a prophecy for our time. Bible Insight 02, how to get God's ears to wiggle once more. Habakkuk 1 verse 2 reads, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and you will not hear, even cry out to you violence, and you will not save? So Habakkuk is, I think, now very tired of his desperate and repetitious double-barreled prayer to God for mercy and for deliverance. Now, there are two further parts to his three-sectioned open question to God, but the first part for tonight is, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and you will not hear? Now, we know that God knows and hears all things, but this not hearing, which Habakkuk refers to here, is in fact a not responding to calls for mercy. Yes, it is not only a recognition of the current uncupped nature of God's right hand from his once leaning over to listen head, but a testimony of the erecting of the high gates of indignation around the once warm entrance to the ever-loving wiggling of the ever-listening rabbit ears of God. O oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. Interestingly, these high-barred gates of indignation, now set up around the ears of God, have been cast in the forgers of Judah's own rebellion and FedEx to heaven on the back of a poo-brown truck called Arrogance. God was not listening to them, and their pride was the problem. In contrast to this, the New Covenant Good News says that repentance, even that armoured car of God's grace in Christ Jesus, yes, repentance can bust open those high-barred gates of God's indignation against our own sin and our own pride forever. Therefore, if you are groping in a noonday discomfort of a seemingly disinterested and unheeding God, then maybe you should repent of your sin. Yes, if you find yourself itching in uncomfortable situations, then maybe you should repent of your sin. If the scabies of your disease is being picked at by yourself and pointed at by mocking onlookers, then maybe you should repent of your sin. If there is a shudder of coming judgment reverberating through your being, then repent of your sin. If the cold loneliness of your situation is drawing you at last to the warmth of God's midnight fire, then go to him and repent of your sin. If you've woken up naked in a pig trough tonight, then why not repent of your sin? If the silence of heaven is making the ears of your own heart twitch and wiggle like a nervous rabbit, yes, if you're living contrary to the commands of Almighty God tonight, and you know it, then, my friend, there's hope. If you repent of your sin, hyper-grace, especially amongst the present cool, very hip zombie churches of our lands, is doing untold damage to both the testimony of the church and the holiness of its members. Let me speak to Christians now, for if we regard iniquity in our hearts, then God will not hear any of our prayers, except one alone, and that's the one which says, Lord, I am sorry for my sin, I have offended your holiness, disgraced our family, and I'm done with it. Right now I let it go, I leave it off, and I put it down. 
Yes, I confess it, and I turn from it, and turn to you, and ask that you forgive me, and in the place of such cold unrighteousness, that you grant me now your gracious forgiveness, and the warmth of your felt presence, and your power to live a holy and righteous life to your everlasting glory. Now, Lord, hear my prayers. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Here in Habakkuk, the called prophet of the covenant people of God gave testimony to the cold hardness of the unheeding ears of the Most High towards his people. Why? Because of their unrepented of sin. Now, pastorally, I can tell you that when the same exclusion from the heard favour of the Father is felt by the people of God, then an examination of presently lived in and unconfessed sin is the very first port of call. We can all justify the hard madness of our sin, even coating it in so-called love. However, a true cure of souls, and that is what a pastor should be, must be, a true cure of souls, will open up the wound and go searching for the infection, and when finding it, will then clear the pus from the soul, even though the sheep might kick and scream. Look you, only a person sick with sin will seek out such gnarly shepherds. Unfortunately, there are not too many people sick with sin, or even gnarly shepherds around nowadays, to help them when they need it. So, believe it or not, the hyper-grace movement has split the evangelical cause. Hypergrace is manifested in three ways, really. One, in a culturally acceptable reinterpretation of the scriptures. Two, which in turn has led to a laying aside of God's clear teaching of male headship in the home and the church. And three, which in turn has produced so-called accepting evangelicals, where everything to do with the sexual alphabet phenomena is not only left unjudged and untouched in these churches, but is joyfully affirmed. Unfortunately, this arrogant trinity of cowardly selfishness has in turn led to a blind eye being given to a multitude of other accepting sins in the church, ranging from premarital sex to the dating of unbelievers, right through to unhindered divorce and a thousand more sins beside. In emergent and accepting churches, it seems the only sins not tolerated are ecological in nature and those that they deem to halt the promotion of social injustice and of human rights. But most terrible of all is that so-called sin which calls for the right judgment of other people. Indeed, to judge another person, are you judging me? seems to be the ultimate sin of the age. In contrast, true evangelicals, that is, biblical evangelicals, are not accepting of sin, for it is only the repenting of the same which might get God's ears to wiggle once more. Face it. If you are a Christian, my friend, then you are a repenter, and this side of heaven, a regular one at that. Therefore, stop accepting that which the Bible so clearly calls sin. Listen. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Romans 5, verse 6-9. Pray with me, please. Turn up the freezer, Lord. Make it cold outside your kingdom. Make the icy darkness grip the very being of those sheep away from you and hold them tight like the icy pressured depths of the black ocean floor of the abyss. 
Yes, open their ears to the howl of the circling wolves and fill them with a drawing fear, O oh God, that they and all who are lost with them would be pulled and pushed to the welcoming orange glow of the courtyard fires of your sacrificial midnight love. Have mercy on us, O oh God. Have mercy on us before our self-made gates of pride, which have so conveniently blotted out the heat of your very own fiery indignation, are closed forever towards you. Yes, Lord, in your wrath, remember mercy. In Christ's great name we ask it. Amen. And let it be so. Hello, Victor Robert Farrell here. Night Whispers is a ministry feature of the 66 Books Ministry, where we're teaching the world about the God of the whole Bible and his only begotten Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ our Lord. This 21st century applicable Bible teaching is what we do each and every day and we cannot do it without your help. So I would like to invite you to go to www.give66.com and make a one-off or regular donation today. It would be so greatly appreciated and it would continue to help us teach the whole world about the God of the whole Bible. So once again, please make your donation today at www.give66.com. That's give66.com. And thank you so very much.